G'day punters, welcome to the deep dive. Pete Anthonis alongside Shane Curlio, Jackson Oldham and Rob Scurry. We're here to review the weekend's racing and a weekend it was. But I think we probably have to start with the AFL because the game at the MCG last night, very painful for one of the members in this group, uh, probably quite jubilant for a few of the mailbags, close friends in Mark Roden and Josh Cattle at Kavanagh. But the, the roar coming from the MCG, I was out wandering around South Melbourne in the freezing cold because that's what I tend to do on a Sunday. I could hear the roar coming from the G with headphones in. Mm. It was extraordinary the last five, 10 minutes. Jackson, you were there at the game and you're obviously betting throughout because that's what you do best. But just describe the roller coaster that was Brisbane taking on Richmond. Yeah, well, look, the betting was less because... I love to bet, which I obviously do, um, but more just to protect my already fragile um, mental health at halftime when we're 36 points up and we're twelve, and Richmond were just always going to make a run because they just didn't turn up for the first half. And I didn't think we played overly well, but we were just like in, a, in that position. Um, and they made the run and we just cra- um, crapped ourselves um, the umpiring, I thought, the last few minutes was awful, but um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a pleasant experience. Um, at games I've attended, I'm now zero fifteen since twenty fourteen. <laughs> That's including three at the Gabba, one against Melbourne, who were zero twelve at the time, and. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, not in a great place, to be completely honest with you all. Wow. That is extraordinary. Uh, I mean, did you cop any abuse from the Richmond fans? Because I, I do uh, I have heard previously, not from personal experience, but from you know, secondhand experience, they can be a little bit feral, so to speak. Yeah, um I didn't I didn't really know. There was there was some there were some choice words around me, but whether <laughs> they were directed at me or not, I was I didn't turn around and look. No, that's fair oh, enough. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Jack Dickens, who reportedly was called a see you next Tuesday by a seven-year-old Richmond fan once upon a time, which um, I'm not sure if it was actually justified or not. She might have had a very good reason to be abusing Jack Dickens. So It, it almost certainly was, you feel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shane Kelio, Melbourne, uh, they back, they went over to Perth. They basically manhandled Fremantle. This mantle, free mantle. Flat mantle. Yes, they were poor Frio. Um, they're not much of a side. They've got a, um, they've got no forward line. Yep. Um, we've got a superior back line, and when they all play together, we're very hard to beat. We still lack uh, a, a forward, tall forward option. We miss Ben Brown and Tom McDonald's um, aerial contest that brings the ball to ground, which is able our medium and small mids, uh, small forwards to dominate. I think if we can get them back and healthy, um, we're still going to we won't be able to make a dash uh, at the premiership. I think um, just about getting them all back, isn't it? So uh, Collingwood this week for the Demons, big game. Too early to say they're back. Collingwood have, if you look by all reports, were the worst ten in a row wins anyone's <laughs> ever seen. <laughs> they, they've managed to string it together ten times. Um, so, yeah, it'll be an interesting game. I would expect if Melbourne is back, they would, like, completely handle Collingwood. In saying that, recent history, which is, um, you know, the only sort of – I think you can 
hard to line up the form in the AFL. Some teams play against some teams really well. Collingwood yep. play Melbourne really well um, and have shown that they have the um, the blueprint. So it'll be a it'll be an interesting game. Um, I was with Jackson actually. I, I crowed on Twitter that geez, two dollars sixty six about Richmond seems big. Um, midway through the first quarter, they touched twelve dollars. <laughs> um, I want enough for a body bag. That's <laughs> all I've got. Mailbag brought to you by our new sponsors, going to be some sort of body bag. I'm looking forward to that. Rob, uh, you've been all over the dogs for a while. And, well, no, I wouldn't say for a while. You, you've been able to pick when the dogs are peaking at the right time. And they really began extremely well against Geelong and then completely fell apart. Yeah, I, I turned it off at three-quarter time. I couldn't do it. Um, they, they were just giving me the shits. Uh, and Geelong winning, Geelong winning, and I didn't hedge out. You know, I probably had too much on. You know, I, I took the fourth something, but the doggies, and you know, got into an even money game, and I let it ride, which is not like me. Um, anyway, I went to bed. Um, yeah, football. Uh, enjoy it. Yeah, um, when the dogs are playing well. Um, Hawthorne, uh, they were pretty average on the weekend, but that that, that kind of side, I, th- I think that, that there's there's plenty to be happy about if you're a Hawthorne supporter in the coming years. I think we've just all reached the point where as long as Geelong doesn't win the flag, we'll kind of just take it. Hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. I don't it, care who wins. Yeah, you know, that's that's fair. As much as I would love to see Freo actually finally crack it, because I feel like they've deserved enough, or they've had enough after what, 27 years in the comp or whatever it is, 1995, good year, vintage year. Um, hello to previous ex-girlfriends. But uh, it's about time. But, geez, they've fallen off the cliff pretty quickly, like a lot of 27-year-old women also do. Um, this is a racing podcast. We are going to be talking about racing. We're also going to, because it's the horse's birthday, everyone, we're going to be reviewing <laughs> Our sickest beats of the last 12 months because we couldn't give a crap about jockey premierships, training premierships, or any of that general propaganda that the racing networks will be jumping into. We're going to talk about our worst beats of the season, and there's some absolute doozies in there as well. We'll get your thoughts on what was your worst, sickest beat of the year, and uh, we'll have a we'll have a contest. We'll post that on the socials, so stay tuned for that. Have a look at racing Twitter. All right, but if we start with the races, the most impressive performance came in Adelaide in the Lightning Stakes. I've gone through and done the last five years of the Lightning. Five years ago, Nature Strip won it with a very strong figure on punting form starter, minus 13.4. Best figure of the day in Adelaide was extremely lucky with a minus 8.5, but it's the last 200-metre figure that has to be seen to be believed. It's extremely lucky has gone 10 lengths faster than the all benchmark. 10 lengths faster over the last 200. So in terms of sectional splits from the 400 to the 200, 11.72 seconds. For the 200 home, 10.72. It was in the worst going, wide out on the track, completely launched late. Shane, we've mentioned this source previously. It might even come up in one of my uh, sickest beats of the year. It makes the top five because I backed it when Zara was on it and he basically just flopped around out the back and couldn't get through traffic. But this horse looks like it could be anything. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, they've got to get this horse to to like to Melbourne, don't they, and get it in a, a stronger tempo race and see if it can do the same thing. This, this could be an Everest horse, Peter. Yeah. And I don't like... I don't say that lightly. 
We have a, the 12-year-old nature strip and the 11-year-old Eduardo, and then we've got like a gap that's like unquantifiable because it's that big um, to the next up-and-coming sprinter. There is no up-and-coming sprinter. This is no. the horse. This could be an Everest horse. Yeah, absolutely. The only one that that was disappointing that might be top class is Mask Crusader. Where's that horse at? We've got a slot, obviously, with um, Werrett and old mate um, in the ownership. They've already locked it in, I think. So I don't know. Where is that horse at? It's an enigma. Uh, Marzu won a Doobin 10,000 as a three-year-old, which is like rated like a benchmark 78. Um, like where are these horses coming through the ranks? This is it. This is the one. Yeah. I mean, you look at, say, a horse like Artorias, I think this horse is extremely lucky. He's already done more than Artorias has done. Um, in terms of data, look, it's going to the Moya, um, thousand meters, Mooney Valley. Obviously that's not necessarily going to be super suitable depending on how the track's playing. But as you said, if there's genuine tempo, we might see something really emerge because we haven't seen the horse. Having said that, we haven't seen it race fast early. It's actually gone the fastest. It's gone early there on Saturday, 3.7 lengths slow to the 600 which was actually four lengths faster than it's travelled to the 600 previously, and it's produced a 1.8 length PB. Just off a of freshen up, um, word from the camp was the horse is not fully fit or wound up for this event. So uh, exciting times. It was clearly the best performance of the weekend for me. Um, but if we have another look around the grounds, Jackson, Mooney Valley, another winning set, capping off a magnificent month for yourself. Was there anything that stood out to you besides just backing a few more winners? Yeah, not really. Um, another sort of ho-hum off-season meeting. We're, we're not far away from the good horses coming back, but uh, I, Alpha One was probably the performance of the day, um, minus 10.7 with the uh, all-average, minus 4.6 for the class, just led and was sort of untouched to the line. It ran... A good time again. That's two in a row now. Uh, I'm not sure where they go with him, but he he looks a promising two-year-old on or now three as of this morning. Well, happy birthday, horses! Happy birthday! Um, but uh, yeah, apart apart from that, uh, Craig Williams doing Craig Williams things. How good but, was that ride on? Um, which one was it? Arago. Arago. Yeah. Just like a 14 out of 10. I mean, perfect. it's a momentum course, obviously, Mooney Valley, but he yeah. kept that horse in momentum so far better than anyone else did in the same race. It was incredible. <laughs> and he got right. He won the uh, the ride of the day on, on the dot-com socials for winning on Lakeen, didn't he? What? Which sort of like led or sat outside leader or something, and he just sat on it. Um, Farago <laughs> was, yeah. yeah nah. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 oh, that because I... Chief Al Tony was 120 lengths off the lead, I think. So yeah. No. Um, anyway, that Farago, he was like he was fence or sort of buried him behind them mm. off a good tempo. He knew they were going to be falling back in his face at the 600, so he made a decisive move <coughs> early to just to pop straight into the three wide running line. He was yeah. so good, and then took off at exactly the right time. He's so good, Willow, when he's on any. He? Absolutely, he's been on the last few weeks since he's been to Ukraine. So uh, I don't know. I don't necessarily believe in karma, but. Maybe there's something there. Um, Jackson, was there a standout or a, sorry, not a standout, a horse to follow at all? Or uh, Smoke and Robins out of that uh, Akeen race uh, 
presumed a glue on shoes off first time. So I, I don't know the horse. I assume is is going well. Uh, presumed here. I thought it got through the line last two hundred very good. Um, a, a, a mile well, well below his peak trip, but um, looks to be looks to have come back well. So that's one for the black book for later on in the spring. Okay, Rob Scurry, we'll jump over to Rose Hill and another winning set for yourself as well. And look, we uh, we saw a new Rob Scurry term emerge there on Saturday, which was today Waller. Today Waller, Wicklow. Um, he, yeah, I, I've been working on this. We all know the at top and perfect Waller. And there's some, sometimes there's been between at top and perfect Waller, which might actually be today Waller, but... What Wicklow was doing was like a sort of a less exaggerated version of what Eduardo likes to do before a, before he goes into battle. And um, I just thought the horse couldn't be better for any time this prep. Um, obviously, it's going to be a run on horse. Um, I thought Rose Hill played pretty well. Like I was looking for a pattern, but they seemed to be kind of winning from everywhere. I was thinking it was going to be up and in, but seemed to be out wide. But yeah, per, uh, today, Waller, look out for one one from one, a um, bit like the Panther, uh, which is probably striking at about 70, 75% winners. I expect uh, today, Waller, to go very, very well. Yeah, yeah, that was, um, that was, uh, well, um, what's the word I'm looking for there, Rob? Satisfying, because all I heard all morning on Sky was um, how Wicklow was their lay of the day and all the tab traders wanted to be against it and why. And then you've pulled out a today Waller, and it's got the cash. It's so satisfying on so many levels. Well, well, I was looking. I was looking at the bet for SP. Going, I've been robbed again. And um, when I saw three dollars ten flash up on the on the totes, it was like, oh, take notice. Yeah, that that is interesting. That on the yeah, on the totes, on the totes. Mm. No one bets on the totes. No, no. Um, best performance of the day was crosstalk narrowly in front of Shades of Rose there at Rose Hill on Punniform's data. Uh, Rob, is there anything that you'd like to be following out of that meeting? Well, with apologies to, to Matt Barker and Gold Trip, which which looked, or, or, or been very, I would been surprised if it won, but I wouldn't mm. have been shocked because the horse is, is a big, big boy, um, the one shoe. So it's obviously got um, issues, but. Yeah, that looks that horse is obviously going to improve, and everyone's seen the run, so I'm not really telling you anything. But um, I think the horse to follow out of Saturday out of New South Wales is out of Kembla in a maiden. Oh, okay. think about called Think About It by uh, So You Think, my favorite side. It's had, had an injury, but this breed is one that if you give it a bit of time, um, you, you get repaid. And uh, if you have a look at its win, it's I think it's a very impressive win. If you have a look at its trials, I think it's I think maybe I think it'll go through it'll, it'll win in Sydney. I don't there'll be no price about it wherever it goes next start, but I think it's a horse that can um, you know, as Curly was saying, where are these top casts kind of up and coming horse as well? Um, think about it, um, is I think gonna be one of them. Curls, if we head up to Eagle Farm, um, is there anything of note? that you would like to identify from that meeting there on Saturday? Yeah, it's a little bit of a post-nut euphoria of go Wanji's win. Um, <laughs> six, wasn't there? You know, um, I know, like, oh, I'm also guilty of getting carried away on Twitter. Um, I'm I'm more skewed to the negative. No, Pistol, I'm more like a half glass, glass half empty type operator. Um, but I use Twitter to vent mainly. Um, where it, it took a good price, well, we took a, 
a price a lot longer than SP for the favourite there, Delight, uh, who led and went quicker than about four and a half lengths quicker than, than it did last start. The overall figure was rough, was about the same, but he, she just had nothing left at the end and was unable to give a kick at any point in the race, uh, like she did the start prior. Probably an end of prep run. She seemed a lot keener uh, in the run this week too, so I'm happy to sort of pet it as an end of prep run. And Go Wanji looked good. Um, um, a, for, a, a former um, racing, a former trusted racing website now, more like a woman's day slash new idea woman's weekly type um, rag now, um, you know, has these outlandish statements of Winks like, I think was quoted about Go Wanji's win, um, who actually put up the third, the 10th, the ninth fastest last 400 and the 13th fastest last two and one of the meeting. Uh, it's a benchmark 78 late July in Queensland. Um, it's a long way off being your Stradbroke winner and Winx-like. Uh, Winx never got beat at Warwick either, Pistol. Uh, this horse <laughs> got beat at Warwick by Festival Prince not that long ago. I was on it. Uh, so jam it up your ass, everyone. Um, I'm still filthy on it. Um, speaking of Winx-like, have a look at the data on race seven, the winner, Red Ruby. Yeah. Uh, ridden quiet um, and has been explosive in the past. Went to a 1,200 heavy track last time. Um, at the sunny coast, no run on uh, whatsoever. Uh, home in negative 11.1, 11.1 quick, uh, last 600 there on Saturday. It was electric, um, winks like you might say, <laughs> <laughs> with its turn of foot there. Um, it was pretty impressive closing figures. I think obviously firm track, thousand meters is its go, and um, I don't know where they could take it. Um, there's a whole contingent of O'Day hoisted runners that have gone to Melbourne, so I don't know. Go and go and coil up there over a thousand metres at Flemington and see how you go. Yeah, um, yeah. Being exposed late, maybe not sure. Um, uh, other notable things on the day, I think Love Tap was probably uh, look. It was one of a few chances I thought in that race. I know Rob Scurry, um, big lover of this horse, maybe a prep or two ago now. Um, it returned some really strong closing figures, seventh fastest last furlong, fastest last 100, uh, that figure courtesy of punningform.com.au. It's a new feature of punning form and it's um, it's uh, very helpful when it comes to measuring horses that are actually running through the line or sort of peaking, you know, oh, this 75. Um, huge, huge, huge effort. I think back on the firm ground certainly helped it. Him and look like Elvis were the two horses that I thought could win the race and they ended up. Fighting it out, Rob. You'd, um, uh, you, you have any on? Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 you didn't have any, any bets in the race, so I've fucking taken ten dollars about it, and then it's like half slow away. It's running up, you know, it's dropping bums. So, not I don't I don't just neutralize it to like like get the bet off. It's now a bad result for me. I've, I've clicked it that many times, and mm-hmm. then it's got up on the on the line, and um and, and yeah. It's, that that horse owes me owes me a, owes me a lot. Um, the fucking yeah, it, it's I hate it, but yeah, it's never going to get there. Then it got there. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it looked like Elvis looked like sort of winning, but it was pretty strong late. Um, no shit, it ran the fastest last hundred. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, look, once again, like there was a few horses there that I, I possibly could have been on uh, on on review of the meeting, but um, overall, I thought the track plate raced pretty well. There's um, you know we. I, Everything I backed, we 
we back. We had a lot of bets Thursday, which is rare for me. Um, I just thought with the weather and the track that we nothing's going to change between Thursday and Saturday. Um, we, we were on at good prices. We just didn't quite get the results. Um, God bless Toowoomba and the Gold Coast because I cracked the shits after um, – can't remember what race it was, race five maybe. When fear, no, when Go Wanji won, I cracked the sheets and then I said, I'm parking Eagle Farm. We're going to go and launch Gold Coast, Townsville and Toowoomba and we had three collects there. So I said on the day I would back more winners than Waller would train winners. He trained two, I backed three. That was my highlight from Eagle Farm. <laughs> <laughs> That's magnificent. You and Chris. You and Chris. Hey, Chris, Chris Waller will be the greatest trainer I've ever seen um, by the time he's finished. There's no question. And J-Mac will be the greatest jockey that we've ever seen. And um, so, you know, while, while I like to, like, you know, tongue-in-cheek comments about Chris and James winning everything, they will be the two best that, we'll, that I'll see. That was not the way up. I thought you were going to finish that sentence. I was sure you were going to say, and he and I will be the best punter that Chris Wall has ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Nah, Jelko fucked that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so did Jackson Oldham. Yeah. <laughs> after <laughs> yesterday um, okay look briefly Belmont Will Chino returned second up was disappointing first up after sitting three wide no cover it's settled outside the leader and what was an even tempo posted a really strong figure the horse looks like it's back I'm not sure heavy nine is its go I'm still trying to work out what the fuck was going on there with that track it looked for all money like you needed to be out past lane 10 in the straight and then suddenly two horses went up the inside and then the inside was no good for the last two. So genuinely have no idea. I think it's just a case of some horses handle really heavy conditions and you don't know if they're going to handle it until you see it happen on the day. So um, I'm putting Belmont in the bin because um, the track has been really disappointing for a lot of this season. Um, onto our third track manager there since Chris Nation left and hopefully it starts to stabilise. Two, two, I had two questions about that. Peter, um, I noticed, yeah, Chris Nation's like um, big loss, obviously. What's going on with the trench? Well, I don't know. I had a horse fall into it last, was it well, Saturday? We're, the, we're on one and it like it legit like lost its action and changed strides, changed was, strides three times. Once it hit yeah. the trench, it couldn't get out. It was hibiscus lady. That's off the top of my head. It's that three wide, no cover hit the trench, stumbled, you know, properly misstrode. But that was the first time we've probably seen the trench in about, I would imagine, this season. I haven't been as diligent with my with my replays so far this year because the uh, the track itself has been basically, if you haven't been inside for most of the time, it's been really difficult to win. So, yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting back to Ascot, which is still a couple of months away, but uh, maybe a bit of Kalgoorlie in the meantime because at least that joint's a bit more fun the better. Anyway, it's enough talking about whinging. Let's talk about complaining from 12 months ago. This is the bad beats of the season. Rob, I'm going to start with you because your bad beat, I think you had from memory three and a half units to win 12 and yeah, then the money. You got nailed by the same horse when you were betting in the championships. Man of the Mirror's getting up on the inside, trying to push out underneath Northumbria, is going nowhere. Copenhagen down the outside, Mr. Paris Dior making ground. Just the leader here, Mr. Putin. Man in the Mirror looms on the outside, Paris Dior charging, but Man in the Mirror wins on debut. Man in the Mirror beat to Paris Dior, a cracking uh, debut second there. Yeah, Mr. Putin yeah. so this is uh, Paris Dior, and uh, I was off a, 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 I've had a shocking two-year-old year this year uh, in terms of results. Maybe wet tracks are involved there, but 
it was a January at Warwick Farm. No one around. Had, and it was about the lowest point I got to on the year. I got in that nice little pocket um, in terms of the fact that I, I, I was one of the, the late money came. So it went from like sort of $5 in like a seven, eight horse field uh, to, to like, uh, you know, $4 in the last couple of minutes. Um, Paris Dior, it was, it was slowly away uh, with Glenn on. Um, <laughs> the win, the winner's actually quite a decent horse called Man in the Mirror. I think he could, he, she's, Annabelle's been good with that horse and it's avoiding those really heavy tracks because he's a heavy, heavy type of horse. But yeah, he just just slowly away. He, he followed the sort of half world back to Dolphin. He thought he thought that was going to take him into the race. Uh, it didn't. So then he's gone back to the inside. Uh, he's got done like about a neck, but you know, um, next start, you know, it, it goes to Canterbury uh, on a Friday night. It's been hot, hot rail, and I'm wondering, oh, you know, I, I can't tip this at 280 to the subs. You know, if it doesn't get on the fence, it can't win. J Mac on, bing, straight to the lead, pisses in. Uh, then we have a good bat crack at it in the English Millennium, um, which is, you know, the million-dollar English race. Um, won by that, I'm not sure what to make of that excellent horse with Tony McAvoy, um, but it runs third, runs runs really well. And we finally get to the championships where I'm looking at it going, oh, good type, but, you know, it's not it's not a wet type. This Wollonga Beast is a proper wet type. So we sway against well, Wollonga Beast looks looks home for all money and what 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 beats me, Pierre Paris Dior on the line. And um yeah, so uh, it's it's probably cost our subscribers to twenty to twenty-five units that horse. Yeah. Yeah. And but, yeah, the, one to follow, one to follow punters. One to follow. <laughs> it might be the best filly in uh in uh Australia. Uh that's Paris Dior. It's always great as well when they win at some ungodly price it's, or win uh, without you, but uh, the, I think the, the most notable thing about that replay that you sent through and we'll post all the replays so you can go back and watch some of these. And, you know, we do encourage you to try and if you've got one that's better and not just the one where frequent flyer uh, one at Belmont or it was Belmont, I'm pretty sure. And the barrier was in the wrong spot. So they called it a no race. That was a pretty bad beat, but we want like prop bad beats of the season where it's an in run um, send them through and we'll, we'll post them. But yeah, the thing that I noticed is Flindell isn't really calling Paris Dior at all. He like doesn't realize that it should have really just lapped the entire field. He's just as if he hasn't even noticed it's been running around. So no, no, no. He didn't call it once, once during the run. And I'm just like, ah, run on the line. I'm like, you know, just the whole way up the straight. I was like, Oh God, he's got a lap full Glenn. And when Glenn's got a lap full, um, you know, the horse is going to explode, but, um, yeah, Paris Dior reminds me of that the woo. Who's the who's the woo curls? Um, forgot his name. The uh modern hip hop star who got shot at about 22. <laughs> come back to me. It's worth it's worth checking out. You know, the, that could be like 15 people. Oh, uh, woo, woo, woo. Um, someone out there on that, but I'll get back to you one second. Yeah, he's got he's got a song called Dior. It's, it's, yeah, for anyone um, that's interested in Scurry's um, taste in music and entertainment, check out Crack Connoisseur on Twitter. Scurry's favourite account. He's learning all this new hip hop sort of genre. Yeah, yeah. It, it's taking, Twitter account. Exactly. Like I, I kind of stopped listening to hip hop when Ja Rule came in in the early two thousand. That kind of kind of killed it for me, and um, I kind of gravitated to old country. But yeah, Pop Smoke has got something. He's got a voice. Um, 
that is is is, is sick. Um, oh. like, like if you like if you like Biggie Smalls, then who can, how can you not like Biggie Smalls? Then go check out Pop Smoke. I think Lil, Lil Nas X um, singing Old Town Road helped you uh, migrate from country to hip hop. Yeah, sort of he blended it for you and got you back. <laughs> We're seeing double fingers from Rob Scurrion. There's one on each end. Um, okay, Jackson, you've got two bad beats of the season. The first is a Dustland fairy tale which yeah. was racing in an Evoca Maiden. Bayway from well-branded Dustland Fairy Tale. Is there a run? It's squeezing through. Rock DJ on the scene as well. Still Baywave in the lead. They come to the line. More Baywave with diving at it. Rock DJ, did it get there? I'm not sure. Baywave, Rock DJ lunging. Dustland Fairy Tale in between and also well-branded. It might have been a hard luck story there with the favourite. The subscribers it took $6.50. It started $2.20. What it happened? Did. Well, um, Sportsbet also, I just went back and had a look at the flux. Sportsbet opened 9.50, oh. started started 2.20, um, off a very good Ararat um, sort of last 600. Uh, Jared Fry got it, so it was three back fence from barrier two, no fault of his own, um, and then went for a gap that wasn't there, almost came off at the 100 and still got beat less than a half length. A winner, Baywave, went on to run at a restricted 58 at Arak, got beat 12.4, and then raced at Werribee, got beat 8.4, and then on the on the pack poly, got beat 10, and has then been spelled. Dustland Fairy Tale went on to win uh, a Geelong Maiden, and then bolted in by three lengths at Warnable over the Carnival at twenty one dollars. Okay. And for anyone who cares, it is resuming at Geelong apparently on Wednesday. I've just seen, so there you go. Oh, a bit more pain to come. Okay, so that's not even your, your worst speed of the season. Your worst speed. Oh, yeah. Good. Sorry. You go. No, you take it away. Was it what Kynaston? Yeah, this is more for Talia's body of work. This is for both of them. <laughs> I think <laughs> in in isolation, I think the first one is worse. But it's just the sheer amount, a sheer. I don't even know what the word is. She got beat, got beat, got this horse beat in two consecutive maidens at Kite and Stall. It's Bella Rich from Mitch Friedman. Bella Rich can't get a run anywhere at the moment, although it's trying hard to desperately push out of the way. Beneficio led from Designing Arrow. Let's fly. Then Cashmere Star. Bella Rich has got to the middle of the track now, but Beneficio is off and gone, I think. Let's fly runs to second. Ballerich is going to be something beaten, but Beneficio first out and first home wins by a length and a half. Ballerich is something beaten. Third I cop some criticism off Mitch on Twitter for <laughs> my complaints of Talia. Um, Talia hopped off, Charles got on, bolted and made, and then won a Metro race. The Kitan one was just like, I don't have a lot of words for it. I'll, Last 200, five lengths above above the class, somehow got it beat. Um, just incredible stuff, really. It, it does happen. I think that's probably the main thing. We're like, we're not here to like bag jockeys or trainers or you know tactical adeptness or anything like that. We're just pointing out that these things do happen, whether it's you know our fault for betting in the first place, but still getting a great price and losing when it should have won. Yeah. A, 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 so we backed off the good trial, a Kitan first up, got beat, all right. You know, it was back, didn't have a lot of luck, flashed home, sure. And then at stall, she was three wide on speed, got beat. Um, and then 
was a dollar twenty eight in the Bendigo Maiden with Charles Onzo can't bet obviously, um, and then the Lakeside Day was mad on speed. You couldn't win from if you weren't in the top four, and um, it's all settled last lapped them and won. So there you go. Kills. I think, um, Mitch, Mitch's comments to you on Twitter was a real exclamation mark on where we're at <laughs> in this sport. There's too much money and too many people making an earn effort. Well, <laughs> uh, Talia, you know, <laughs> people was, was defending Talia and then Talia got off for the next two. So Yeah, so well done, Jackson. You've you've made him look like a judge. Oh, if he if you would like to invoice me, you know, I'm I'm always available. <laughs> Curls, we were talking about bad bets of the season yesterday and you were suggesting that you couldn't think of one. Yeah. Have you, have you thought was, of one? Well, Go Wanji is a horse that we're back to a couple of times this prep and um, maybe that's what triggered me a bit Saturday because it got beat at Warwick when we back, when we took the, when we bet the drift and then it got beat the other day, oh, not the other day, but like a couple of starts back, Larry Cassidy was a wet day and Larry was sort of back and sort of buried him. Siesta Key and Aidensfield were on speed. I think Siesta Key won the race. And it was sort of raining that day and Larry had to stop riding it to take his goggles off at the furlong to sort of pick his path through. And then by the time he did that and got back into him, he's just got he's just missed on the line. That was one that sort of come to, come to mind. But when you asked the question, I thought – you asked about to get some bad beats organised for the show, and I like I sat on that for a moment, and my answer was I'm that detached from the result that I just can't think of anything. Like I literally don't care. Like you know, I just I it was like they either win or they don't. That says one <laughs> yeah. thing to me: you're going way too well. You're just like ah, I, don't, I just like these ones that I've put up are just they were slightly destructive to my psyche. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, and I'm the same as you, Pistol. Oh, maybe I'm just that like far gone and just a complete psychopath that I'm immune to anything. I don't know. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe being, maybe I don't know. I, I, as long as you I'm find happy, see a psychiatrist now. Thanks. Yeah. Just for, yeah. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I, you find happiness wherever you find happiness, girls. That's important. As long as you're finding happiness in other things, that's what matters. I when that Paris Dior got beat, it, it was it was like that all time legend. I was in a, such a low dark place. I was just like, oh, fuck this game. I just hate this game sometimes. Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, I got five. And they're all mostly of the last six months because you the previous six months was going really well. But this is my <laughs> top five. Number five, extremely lucky. Mark Zara was riding Norfolkville race five on the 7th of May. Um, somehow I've backed this horse, which we think could be an Everest contender. It's never got clear in the straight at all, run up backsides. Sarah Jess with Willow on board has walked them. And if it got any sort of clear room in the straight, I'm confident it would have gone incredibly close to winning. But that's number five. Number four, that's funny as in the Hammonds handicap at Kalgoorlie, it's the only horse that I've ever backed that settled outside the leader and then got blocked for a run in the straight. A 101 <laughs> shot ridden by Troy Turner, sat three wide, no cover, got momentum onto the corner. Then it's a very momentum track, Kalgoorlie. 
gets momentum, hits the front, entering the straight, then runs in front of That's Funny As, who's blocked the entire way up the straight. A 100-to-one shot wins the Hannons, That's Funny As, which I think was like 7 or $8 in the 440. Never gets clear, runs third. Number three, Magic Max at Caulfield. Now, Magic Max has done oh. nothing since, but oh, my goodness, this horse should have absolutely pissed in. It settled back marker on the fence, only got clear with about 100 metres to go and is chasing home scissor kick. Makes huge late ground. I, I was on two. I, that, that I completely blocked out. So yeah. thank, thanks for the reminder of that one. Yeah, that was that's still something something leaked, and that's number three. Number two. Knee one by a length to full probe centre field. Gaze Gree, then Meteorite, Star Hills and Diamonds. Gaze Gree emerging on the scene, took the lead. Meteorite chasing through, looking for clear running. Diamonds wider out. Gaze Gree in front from Diamonds. Gaze Gree wins again. It's a double for David Jolly. Gaze Gree from Diamonds. Meteorite took a while to get a clear run, eventually got through, and probably Nick third from centre field, full probe. First up at Morfordville. Now, Jamie Carr was on board for Will Clark and the horse trialed really well in a uh, in a trial. And it's jumped well enough and she at no stage wanted to take the position outside the leader. So she's just riding it for cover. Eventually around the corner, she gets crossed, ends up running up backsides the entirety of the straight, gets clear with about 50, 75 metres to go and the horse flies home. I think my... My words into our chat group afterwards were effectively get fucked, get completely fucked. <laughs> but number one, and number one, this is absolutely no fault of the jockey at all. This is just an awful set of circumstances. This is actually last Wednesday. That false statement made the turn awkwardly back near the inside from Solid as a Miss Vasari to the middle of the course with a run at the 300 gunmetal grey. Kia Ora Star have come together. They've raced clear of Agent J. Cold Chisel. Miss Vasari runs on River Rubicon. Macanto getting through the middle of the field. Gunmetal grey is the leader with Macanto in pursuit. Gunmetal grey. Macanto coming. Macanto. Goes up on the inside of Gunmetal Grey in a head-bobbing finish. McCanto, Gunmetal Grey went to the line, absolutely locked together, just a bob of the heads, nothing in it. Right behind them, Regal Magic picked off third spot late from Solid as a from... Regal Magic has come back absolutely flying for Ted Martinovich. Troy Turner was riding, gate six. The horse has settled, worse in midfield, gets flushed further back, so it's a back marker in a very strong outfield. There's about 15 lengths or so from first to last. Loses momentum behind Zephyr Queen trying to go three wide coming around the turn. Zephyr Queen's stopping. It's going horribly at the moment. Regal Magic is last entering the straight, about 12 lengths off them. Somehow finds gaps the whole way up the straight, taking different turns, flies home, is beaten 0.4 of a length. Now, I set this at $16 to subs. I took $21 as an average on the fare personally. I overbet the horse like I did the previous start when it won at $10 when Holly Watson was on. It's the greatest moral beaten of the season. And the horse even returned afterwards with lacerations on both hinds. So it's been galloped on at some point. It's just absolutely staggering. And I was watching this race. I'd sent the bet. I was on the way to the corner hotel to catch up with, uh, with the former captain Dickens. We're about to go see Liam Gallagher. And I didn't quite get the full impression of how much of a fucking moral beaten this was. That could have been anything that night. I, I should be dead. I should legally be dead. I should have been <laughs> a millionaire after that horse won. 
got on stage with Liam Gallagher, got tasered, ended up doing <laughs> mountains of, you know, drugs and alcohol with him afterwards and then just dying. I should be in heaven if there is such a place or reincarnated as some sort of bee or butterfly this week. I don't know what to make of this game, but it is so disgusting at times and I don't know why we do it. Anything else? You feel for him at all? Great question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think so. <laughs> don't well, care, don't care. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it was a bad beat, but, like, you know what? I fully expected it from that job. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I think that might be part of the conditioning. I was like, oh, here we are. We're at... Uh, Toowoomba and we're going to back this jockey that's one from 68, strikes at 3% lifetime, but this just ticks every box. We're going to have to pray. <laughs> and there is no God. Clearly. Oh, I, yeah, I hope not. <laughs> Anyways, great. great. Well, one of the things that, like, um, you know, we look at this end of season sort of stuff is, like, I still think we would, like, um brushing over the fact that how remarkable that every thoroughbred was born on the same day because Twitter is awash today with happy birthday posts for horses. Staggering. Like what, what, honestly, the human race. It's overrated, isn't it? So bad. Anyway, happy birthday, horses. Um, Well done to all the premiership winners. We're talking about the stuff that we wouldn't talk about. Let's wrap it up, Pete. Where, 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 where are we running? Uh, that, that's about it. If you've got a bad beat that's worse than one of those, send it in. We'll get a racing Twitter thread going. The winner can have a week of the Platinum Pack for sharing pain and, you know, the, the human condition that is gambling. Yeah, well, that's nothing better than trying to um, overcome emotion by inflicting more pain by reliving that moment. Um we might do a little bit of kinesiology, maybe a bit of breath work next week. We're still on the show, to, just to get it out of our system. Maybe a bit of uh, Wim Hof, you know, breathing. It's cold enough in Melbourne yeah. to require a little bit of Wim Hof. <laughs> <laughs> Go outside. Okay, uh, week ahead. I've got Belmont mercifully. I hope the place burns down between now and Wednesday. Jackson, you've got a bit of Geelong on Wednesday, and then Flemington Saturday. Yep, and then on the late side the day after, so I'll be doing two Mountie Yard meetings over the weekend. All right, good luck with that. Uh, Curls, you're betting everywhere as per usual. You've got Eagle Farm Wednesday, Doombin Saturday. Mm. They're the metro meetings. Yeah, big week actually. Um, I've got to do the form for Warwick tomorrow as well, Um, the the scene of the crime of Gowanji's defeat. (laughs) As you said, Eagle Farm Wednesday, they Ipswich Friday. Ipswich Fridays are starting to become a little bit like – I don't know, maybe irritable bowel syndrome, like <laughs> fields, um, sort of give you that feeling. What is going on? <laughs> well, they just annoy me. If switch annoys me on a Friday, it's a, it's like it's the shit track. It's a terrible track. It's a terrible rating ban races as well. You know, they're real low benchmark, bad rating ban type races. They've been the last few weeks. So, um, you know, I think this week will be highlighted by a class five, 1200, but um, which would be good. But yeah, um, then yeah, the usual Saturday: Gold Coast, Doomben, Yapoon, Toowoomba, Townsville, Nanango, Mutterburra, Mitchell, um, to choose from. 
Up and everywhere, man. Rob, you're going to Canterbury Wednesday and then Randwick for the Group 2 Missile Stakes this Saturday. Longro won that one, yeah. Um, look, <laughs> I, I, I've, I spent 30... No, it was a good thing licked in it, actually, over a 1,000. Um, but I spent 30 units last week and I can... It's no rain. I can sniff a bit of spring oh. in the air. Oh. And there's going to be there's tired horses. There's going to be fresher horses on the scene. And if you're not buying my stuff, um, I can't help you. Okay. And uh, it's Darwin Cup today. Anyone got a bet? Hell, is it? Yep. Um, no, anyone, anyone got a set there? Jackson, no. anything? Panic no. stations. <laughs> Cross. All right. Oh. Better I do, do some form in the yep. next couple of hours. Okay. Uh Guys, go well, have a good week, all that sort of stuff, plenty going on. Get on board if you're interested. We'll be back next week. Like and subscribe our stuff. Shockers. Yes. Have a look at the preview shows if you're not watching the preview shows. Crikey, there's some winners being tipped up in those preview shows. Which one in particular? Well, Mark Sheen and Mark (laughs) Roden and Rob Scurry with their 300 combined years of intel have been on fire and young Lindsay, the uh, Beatles tribute band um, lookalike has been very good in identifying these young horses uh, off trials and jump outs. So well worth checking them out. And yourself, obviously girls. Oh yeah, I'm there. I'm Dabble. Um, Doing a bit of stuff with Dabble. Gabby tipped a $14 winner on Saturday, which knocked off our bet for the service, which made me feel great. (laughs) Should have put that in the bad beats. I'm due a box exactor as well. Maybe you should have gone there. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, plenty happening at the mailbag. Check us out, getting involved. We're winning shitloads. And if you like winning, come and join us. <laughs>